Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer and the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Chris, I want to give a shout out and a thank you to the Media Captain, our sponsor, a web development and digital marketing firm for sponsoring this podcast. If you own a business and want a stunning website or a strategy to drive more leads or sales, contact Jason at the Media Captain. When you contact the media captain, mention Omaha, Omaha, and you'll get $100 advertising credit towards Google for your business. That's Jason Parks at the media captain. So, buddy, kind of a slow week um, as far as the Giants are concerned, but uh, Hmm. two things happened, and I wanted to get your thoughts on them. First, if you didn't notice or know, um, (laughs) there's another team in town that all of a sudden stole the back pages. Thank God. But yeah, I mean, you know, for the first time in a very long time for about six months or so, Jet fans were having a lot of fun with us. Uh, you know, mm. first trading Odell, then taking Daniel Jones. They got who we admitted was probably the best player in the draft in Quinn and Williams. Right. And now uh, they fire their GM mm. after hiring, uh, after he hired Adam Gase. Like, that's like, hire, that's like hiring your own demise. I, I've never... I don't recall that happening before. It may have happened once with, I can't recall if it was Kansas City where they fired Dorsey, G- yeah, Dorsey after yeah. the draft. Yeah. So that did happen. It's not like it's unprecedented. But this was weird in that, you know, McCagney went on Francesa like a month ago. I listened to it and I thought the guy was lying. I, I just, I had to take, like, yeah. Francesa said, is there a problem with you and Gase? He goes, I'm not going to entertain that. Rather than just an emphatic, because it's, if it's an emphatic no, you just say, Absolutely not. I love this guy. We work great together. But he, he was dancing around it. And anyway, uh, it, for, for at least a while now, the Giants are off the back pages in a, in a yeah. good way, I guess, right? Yeah, and Adam Gase was on a couple of weeks ago with the media, and he was acting like his typical arrogant self, saying, hey, I don't know who puts this stuff in the paper. Everything's fine here, this and that. As he's talking, he's sticking the knife in McCagnon's back. Yeah, I mean, McCagnan comes off, for me at least, like a almost a sympathetic figure here. Like someone yeah. who's trying... Everybody knows what happened. Yeah, yeah, I mean, someone who was trying to, um, you know, rebuild the franchise. And look, it, he's always tied... There's guys... GMs are tied to certain players, you know, inevitably, right? So right. Jerry Reese is tied to, like, you know, Odell, but he also gets to take with him Eli uh, Apple and uh, Eric Flowers. McCagnan seems to be tied to Christian Hackenberg. Um, for some, Which, whatever reason. I mean, and there's other guys he's taken, but Hackenberg was a guy that they had a lot of faith in, took him in the second round. He spent a lot of money. I don't know. I just don't understand how you let your GM spend all that money, go through the draft, and then uh, and then get rid of him. That was weird, man. It was a power play move, Jerry. Yeah. And Adam Gase won because the Johnsons, especially Christopher now, who's running the operation, thinks they have a wonder boy here. Yeah. Okay? Because... Adam Gase has convinced the NFL world that he's invented the offensive game of football yeah. because he spent one year with Peyton Manning, you know, like, like Jerry, well, you have black labs, right? Dogs. I, yeah, I, 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 yes, okay. I have a half lab. I have a half lab, half shepherd and a, okay. and a chocolate lab. Yes. Okay. Well that half lab, half shepherd could have stood on the sidelines and Peyton Manning was going to have that type of year. <laughs> yeah. You know okay. what? You know what? The chocolate lab is so dumb. There's no way she could pull it off. But anyway, go ahead. Okay, well, I don't like to go there with dogs. I'm not happy when you just made that comment. Oh, but... she's adorable, but she's so stupid. I love her. Okay. Um, but the point being is that I love how Adam Gase is trying to take credit for the development of Peyton Manning, who was like 16 years in his Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Okay? 
So, uh, and I just love how he came out as, as his typical arrogant self yeah. when he told the media, basically blaming the media f- for making up stories about him and McCagan yeah. as he was sticking a knife in his back. Yeah. Okay. So now, Jerry, you know, you know, and people are shocked. This is what this is what kills me. Okay. People are shocked when people in the sports world, general managers, coaches, owners, lie. This is what they do, folks. They lie all the time. Yeah, or they and, change and that's why their I mind. Surprised when Gettleman did it or anybody. They're politicians, yeah. man. I mean, they're, they're like politicians, or they change their mind on a dime. Yeah. All right. I wasn't like not like Gettleman came out and was you know purposely lying to everybody, but he changed his mind. The point being is you can't take what these guys say. Well, hey, real quick, Chris, let, me, let me just say one thing. When he said we didn't sign him to trade him, that is not a lie. I don't care what anybody says. That is the truth. When they signed him last year, right. the intention right. was we're keeping him for a long time. So it was a maybe a half-truth, but it was not a lie to me. When I heard him say that, right. I said, that means nothing. Right. It, the point being, it means nothing what these guys say. Right. Nothing. Now, in Gase's case, he was lying. Yeah. Of course he was having a big power battle with McCagan. Yeah. Okay, Gettleman, when he first said it, no. I mean, they didn't sign him to trade him at first. Things change. I mean, if anybody's shocked by what people say that are in the sports world, you must be new to this or you're just too naive. You know, this isn't 1981 Bath Avenue, Brooklyn, where you lie to a certain guy, you might catch one in the back of your head that night. (laughs) Yes, he's on, you know, these, guys, that is the authenticity that Bizignano brings. Nice. I mean, what I'm saying is that, you know, uh, this is the sports world. You know, this yeah. is you can't you got to take what these guys say with a grain of salt. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, it's getting so bad over the years that if somebody says one thing, just believe the other. Yeah, right. You know, the Knicks went through for years where any Grunfeld and that power battle. I remember that. You know, this was strictly of Gase wanting to do everything his way and he wants to get his boy in there. Um, from you know, from the Eagles, Douglas, and that's what he's and and he convinced Johnson that he can't win with McCagnan, and then he tried to like you know, be like a little bit of a wise ass, you know, with the trade of Darren Lee like two minutes after he took over. Yeah. All right, and we all know what Gase is doing, so time will tell what happens in the Jet world the next few years. Because guess what, Adam Gase, you expected to go to playoffs this year. This is Donald's second year. You're supposedly the big offensive genius, although your Miami offense has never finished higher than 21st. Okay? So, we'll see. You know what I mean? We'll see how it plays out in Jets' world, but it's, you know, to it, it's just amazing. It's not shocking to see this really happen. I mean, you knew behind the scenes what was going on uh, by from, from the beat writers, it, you know, basically throwing it out there all the time that they were having problems. And yeah, now, except, Terry, how does except he... For, I, except for Manish Mehta. Didn't he say there was no problem? Well, you know what? He said that Chris Johnson told him, listen, nobody's getting fired. So Manish put it out there. Yeah. And now he's upset because Chris Johnson lied to him. You know what I mean? And yeah. and, and I don't blame Manish Mita for being upset. Yeah. But sometimes some, some people, they say, you know, instead of just saying, hey, Chris Johnson, uh, my source is saying it doesn't look like anybody's getting fired. They, they you know, Some people write it as gospel, like it's Jesus walking around. You know, <laughs> it's not <laughs> these people. This is what they're yeah. made of. You know, uh, yeah. you can't really trust anything anybody says. You know, there's very few people, Jerry, in the sports world where somebody says something and it's like, OK, that guy has never went back on his word, never changed. 
You know, so this is the way it is, man. This is the way it is. He was upset, Manish made it because he was lied to by the owner of the Jets. All right. Enough about the other team, buddy. Right. Let's, let's get back to ours. Now But it's just the point being that what we got into is because yeah, it yeah, just yeah. it took the heat off the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. Well, it's being, good. You Thank know. you, Jets. We owe you yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna jump to another topic and it's about a, a guy who's actually not on the Giants anymore, but man, does he love to make news on Twitter. So Colin Coward, who's been our admittedly buffoon of the week, maybe twice, right. at least once, put out a top 10 list of, of OBJ's career. Now, when you do that, I guess you're, you're trying to make news. And, you know, look, he has a show where he needs ratings, and that's fine. I get it. Not doing anything wrong. He's just putting out a top 10 list and kind of needling OBJ. So that's kind of where it came from. Mm-hmm. The smarter athletes or the ones that have more self-control are the ones that shrug it off and say, I don't really care what Colin Coward says. Now, when, when Baker May- he, he criticized Baker Mayfield, I think it was last year before the draft, or maybe, maybe it was after the draft, where he, he didn't like the way Mayfield celebrated. Mayfield basically approached him on his show and said, you know, what you're showing is, is totally misrepresenting me. Uh, the play before that, or, or what you're not watching is me running over to the silent. Anyway, so this is what Coward does, right? So he did a top 10 of OBJ's most memorable moments. Number one yeah. was the catch. Number two... The fact that he was traded to the Browns. Three, the boat trip that we all loved at the time. Four, (laughs) the fight with the kicking net. Five, proposing to the net, which I forgot were in two different games. I always thought that was the same game. That was two different games. I think it was a month month apart. That was the Redskins game when he proposed the net. Well, I know he kicked the net. No, he kicked the the Redskins game. Right, Right. I'm sorry. And proposed at the Ravens game. So that's five of them. Right, right, yep. The sixth was the Paris hotel room where... He was with a um, a model, and there was uh, substance on the on the tea, on the uh, the tray. I, I don't know what it was. I still don't mm-hmm. know what we saw that day. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. seven the commercial with Eli, which was funny, but mm-hmm. I'll never forget it because it was aired during the Eagles Super Bowl win. Yes, yeah, sucks. Yeah. Eight the meltdown in the tunnel. Um, I think that was the time when that that was in the the. the, I guess the, the no, when he, no, punch, when he punched the wall. No, he was talking about the Cleveland game where oh. he hurt himself. Oh, okay, and then he okay. ran off the field and fainted and, you know, did all this pomp and circumstance. Nine, the fight with Norman, which I would have put higher. I think that's way higher. And ten, the peeing in the end zone against the uh, the Eagles, which <laughs> I was fine with. I'm surprised uh, he didn't. I'm surprised. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with that. No, I'm surprised <laughs> he, even, he didn't mention a punch in a wall, too. Right. So there's so better yet. So take off one of them and put you can substitute that. Whatever. Yeah. His yeah, point was good. out of the ten, the catch. The commercial with Eli are really the only two positive things, right? Like he's a he's a, a tremendous talent, but when you look at his highlights, most of them are distractions. So that's it's we've we've exhausted that subject, whether you wanted to trade him or not. Right. Then you watch him on Twitter, Odell, and and you see his reaction, and he just goes nuts. You know it. it now mm. you've gone too far, bro. I understand nobody listens to your show, which is a lie. But stop using my name to get clout. And, and it mm. just goes on and on and on and on and on. Right. And now you're starting to see some of the Odell guys, the you know what we call what I call the Odell apologists, who who didn't want him traded. Now they're seeing all this, and it's all it's like even they're like, dude, thank you know what you're a great talent, but thank God this doesn't deal the, the Giants don't have to deal <laughs> with this crap anymore. Oh, that Jerry, that was, that's the main reason why Odell was traded. We know that. Right. They just the organization just didn't want to deal with it anymore. 
I guess my point is, if you're looking at this on Twitter and, and you're just trying to follow the latest Giants news or the latest, you know, anything, political news, whatever, and you see Odell jumping into your timeline because he's losing it on Colin Coward, it's, it's just, it's part and parcel as to why the Giants traded him, like you said. Yep. And I yep. prefer my athletes like Eli, like Saquon, mm-hmm. who just, you know, if they have a Twitter account, mm-hmm. they're not firing back at everybody all the time and... I mean, right. he's he's losing. It's like he looks like a, a mental patient doing this, man. Like he looks like he's losing his mind on Twitter. Yeah, I hate to say it, man, but he just he just just won't grow up. He just you know he's very sensitive, Odell. He's got a thin skin, and he just won't grow up. And you hope someday the kid does, man. Um, but that is the reason, you know. It's like a deep breath in the organization now, not having to deal with that, you know. Um, and that's the main reason why he got traded, Jerry. It wasn't his talent. We know that the kid's phenomenal. But it's just a matter of, you know, now the Browns are dealing with it already. He already went to one OTA and skipped the next two, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the Browns are putting a happy face on it. You know, oh, that's uh, that's just him being him. He's going to ball when the time comes. But, you know, this is the stuff the Giants dealt with for five years, and they didn't want to deal with it anymore. So, um, yeah, listen, Jerry, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's – Hopefully the kid grows up one day. And, yeah, you know. I do. I feel bad, like, piling on, right? But – when it's all over Twitter and it's a former giant and mm. you still have a lot of guys who say we shouldn't have traded him. I can't believe we traded him. It's like, guys, this is why, like, look at what he's doing. Look at, and they say, Oh, this is off the field. This is not a distraction. Lawrence Taylor, you know, did cocaine. Oh, yeah, you're right. All of that's right. But there wasn't Twitter back then. Okay. This is what you deal with now. And these are the situations and the circumstances. And this guy's not helping himself. And mm. unfortunately, I remember him more for being a pain in the ass than a great player with the Giants, and he's kind of proving my point, what he's doing in Cleveland so far. So, the game's not even started yet, and he's, hmm. this is the second time he's taken to Twitter where it looks like he's losing his mind. So Yeah, yeah well, it's going to be an interesting year down in Ohio, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, on to bigger and better things. I sent out a tweet, and we have a, uh, a ton of questions once again, so thank you all uh, for the questions. Uh, again, hilarious, some of them. Some of them a little inappropriate where I can't read them, but they're funny. Uh, but most of them are very good. So uh, let's get it, buddy. So Al Nags at AKNags1258. Depth-wise, where do, you, where do the Giants need to add to, to go into training camp and possibly the preseason? So what position do you see, Chris, on the team where you say, you know what, we probably could use some more depth here. I'm guessing it's not cornerback, but I, I would think anywhere else, um, you know. Um, I, um, you want me to answer first, Yeah, sir? go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I would say safety. Yeah. That might be a position you'd like to see maybe a little more depth at. Um, listen, offensive line, too, you know. Um, they got the five starters, but let's see what, you know, behind them. Uh, well, you know what? We don't even know. Yeah, it might be Wheel or Ramos, the right tackle. That you know, left, they're gonna have to address that. So I would say, you know, safety is probably a position I would look at right now. I'd like to see a little more depth added there. Yeah, I agree. I think um, you know, it's basically two guys right now. Oh no, it's Mike Thomas as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's very thin. You got Sean Chandler returning from last year, but. I would say uh, overall, I, I have to agree with you. I think safety, a little surprised they didn't go safety in the draft, at least even if it was late. Um, but with all those corners, Chris, who knows, maybe they convert one to safety. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we've discussed it before about, you know, they, they did have Julian Love playing free safety a lot, Yeah. you know, at the mini camp. And we'll see where he's lined up Monday when I see him at the OTA. So we'll see. Here's a good one. And this is more for you because you are the, uh, the NFL buffoon. 
Derek at D wins. How do you rate the overall talent on this Giants offensive line versus the talent that Pat Shermer had in Minnesota? Offensive line wise? He says offensive. I don't know if he means offensive. I did, but I don't know if he means offense or offensive line. I think he meant to say offensive line. So mm. let's just let's talk about the line. This the talent on this team compared to what Shermer had in um in Minnesota. What do you got? Well, the year they went to the change a couple of years ago, they had a rebuilt offensive line that played well. So now this is another kind of like a rebuilt offensive line, right? Yeah. So Sherman's going to hope the same production comes out of the Giants' offensive line as he did in Minnesota a couple of years ago. Um, now they, you know, Minnesota had the Cook kid that got hurt early in the year. We have Saquon, you know, so no comparison there. And you're looking at Eli Case Keenum. So offensive wise, you know, with Tate, Shep, they had Thielen came on, you know, and all that. Um, and the other kid digs. Um, better quarterback, better running back, you know, rebuilt offensive line. You got to give the edge of the Giants this year, Jerry, uh, to answer that question. I was going to say so too, man. Like, I, I think you're right. I think it's the, I think the Giants um, have more talent than the, right. the Vikings. I mean, Remmers is, a, is kind of a push, right? So, right. you know, and he's, and he's in, he'll be playing a, a position that actually he's better at with the Giants, right? I think he was, right. you, you said he was playing guard. Um, with Minnesota, so. Yeah, he'll be back at tackle. He'll start off back at tackle for the Giants. We had his best years for Carolina was at tackle. Yeah. Here's a good one from Robbins Exum at Juki News. Which veteran player is in the most danger of losing his starting position on defense? Hell of a question, Robin. Which veteran player is, it, yeah. is in danger of losing his starting position? Yeah. Um... Well, if you consider Kareem Martin a veteran, him, him. <laughs> yeah, you think Kareem Martin, right? Yeah, I would say Kareem Martin. He started last year for the Giants, and I think, you know, he's just, this will be his fifth year, fourth year, I'm sorry. Um, I believe he will be the veteran, you know. Bethea uh, is a veteran. I don't see him losing his job. Janoris is the veteran. He's not losing his job. Ogletree is pretty safe. Uh, they're all young up front. Um, so I would say Kareem Martin, Jerry. Yeah, I think you're right, dude. I think it's uh I There's think... not many veterans on his defense anymore, bud. No, there's not at all. Um I, I, I would guess Kareem Martin as well, but I you know, who the hell knows? Um if we're talking veterans, there's only a few left. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like I, mean, o I don't see anybody o I don't see Ogletree losing. Well, yeah, I was gonna say Ogletree's not gonna lose his. He's not losing his. He might be the leading tackler on his team this year. Yeah, that's a good point. Um <laughs> hang on one second. Sorry, buddy. I don't know why these questions aren't loading. It's annoying. Here's a funny one. Why does God hate us? <laughs> why does God hate us? I guess because the Giants are struggling. I don't know. I uh, thought it was pretty funny. Uh, we got four Super Bowls, but God yeah, doesn't hate us that much. There you go. God just wants more talent in here. That's all. <laughs> from AJT at JB Boot. Since the Knicks didn't get the player from Duke they really wanted, do you think we can interest them in Daniel Jones? He's kind of tall. That's not really funny. Come on, man. Um, Chris, my uh, buddy, my uh, my Twitter questions are not loading, and I don't know why. This is awfully embarrassing. And I even went to Twitter on uh, on the computer, and I, I can't find all the responses. We had a billion responses. What the hell, man? They overflooded this. I don't they know. Flooded, they flooded the no system. Twitter exploded. I have no idea. I got 76 responses. I keep seeing the same four over and over again. Oh, my God. Jesus. This is embarrassing. The so, um, uh, yeah. 
uh, I don't I don't even know where to go from here, buddy. We had okay, a, hold on. We had a ton, of, a ton of questions. Okay, you ready? Yeah, you want to go? Go ahead. Okay. Somebody wants to know what we're going to do. Um, Lethem, 604 at Lethem. Oh, I like, I like this role reversal. So yours are loading? <laughs> yeah, mine's oh, loading. That's but... great. Let's do this. Okay, what are we going to do with all the cap space next year? I know we're talking about next year, but come on. Isn't it nice to dream? What impact defensive plays would you guys go after? Uh, you guys are what I look forward to every Monday and Friday. I'll hang up and listen. Well, first off, Lethem, thank you for listening. I'm glad you look forward to the podcast, bud. Um, what we're going to do with all the cap space next year, Jerry? Go ahead, bud. I think uh, more defense. I mean, yeah, look, it, it's going to be it, – it, it's a little early to say that, right? Because you don't know – where they're going to need help right now. Uh, they added 10 guys. You think there's going to be a, a decent amount of depth. We've added some starters. Uh, I think some of the cap space will go to guys um, that we want to re-sign, obviously. Uh, but it's also going to go to filling in. I don't think we're going to take the Jerry Reese approach where you have all this cap space and you're, you're going to sign four guys or mm-hmm. three guys at like, you know, 10 to 15 million a clip and say, okay, those are our starters. I think it's, and I think they're going to do like the Jets did, where they they like bringing in C.J. Mosley uh, and, and Le'Veon Bell. I think the cap space will be more of a, to be honest with you, and maybe I'm wrong, but a lot of it's going to be a reserve for our own contracts, and to bring in guys um, who maybe aren't superstars, but you know I could see us bringing in some starters, but um, it's not going to. I don't think it's going to be the spending spree like Jerry Reese did two, three years ago, whenever it was. So that that answers the question. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. I agree with you. Um, it's going to be, you know, a guy here and there re-signing guys. Uh, I agree with you, man. Um, there's going to be no need to go crazy on the defensive side of the ball, right? Right. Um, maybe offensive linemen. I don't know who's free agents for next year. I really don't. Um, so I don't know about an impact as far as offensive line or defensive line. I don't know what the free agents are for next year. So, But but don't expect, like you just said, don't expect the Giants wind up like $80 million for argument's sake. Don't expect them to blow $80 million. On free agents, you know, um, you're probably going to go after one big one and be smart about it. You know, it's not just about 2020 to cap. You know, it's about down the road. That's something Jerry Reese totally ignored when yeah. he went crazy a couple of years ago. And the Giants is, you know, just coming out of cap hell now because of that. Yeah, know? I mean, I could see a guy like if Evan Ingram has a good year, they want to lock him up. I mean, I'm not saying give him a huge contract, like a, something ridiculous. But I thought what they gave Sterling Shepard was, was fair. And I liked it. I think if you're a Giants fan, you have to love that contract. It's not like top end money, but it's good money, and you keep a guy, a gamer, who wants to be here. I think they they do things like that. Like if uh, they didn't want to wait for the fifth year on uh, on Evan Ingram, maybe they could lock him down. I'm trying to think of who else. You know, it, it's hard to think about who else they want to sign. But yeah, I agree with you, man. It's not going to be a huge. Uh, it's not going to be a huge spending spree. So no, it's just going to be. You know, it's nice to have money, like you said, Jerry, to re-sign an Ingram if they want. You know, guys like you know a couple of guys like that, and target one guy you really want and overpay for him like everybody else does at free agency and get your man. Yeah. You know, um, you look at the left side. So you saw the Senate, right? God, um, listen, depending, I could see them going after, I don't know what tackles available next year, but I could see them going after a tackle they really want. Right, Jerry? I mean, yeah. the future right tackle is not on this roster right now. Let's pick Jordan. I should say, let me take that back. Unless this seventh round pick, you know, really pans out and he could play, then okay, you know, but we'll have to see about that. Right. Yeah, let's not forget, folks, you know, he is a seventh-round pick for a reason. 
you know, so um, let's see. Hopefully the Giants did find, you know, a steal here, but we'll, that only time will tell. And I have bad news for you, bud. What's that? Uh, my Twitter now has stopped. <laughs> yeah, what the And hell? it's not downloading. All right, here we yeah, go. So. You know what? You know what? I'm going to tweet some replies. I'm going to find it that way. But first off, let me thank, real quick, I want to thank, and you had to look at this and roll your eyes, Chris. Yeah. Giants carb crush for all the number game he was playing. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, 87 in the 80s. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be Byron Williams. Oh, you mean non-Howard Cross? Yeah, Byron Williams and Solomon Miller. And, you know, they were going back and forth, and other guys were chiming in, like 43. And, and it, was, it was very nerdy, uh, something that you would look at and definitely say, you guys need to get a life. You're all buffoons. But um, I want to thank Giants Carb Crush and do that anytime. If I don't respond, it's because I'm busy and I'm not Googling it. I don't cheat with that game. So if you want to do Giants trivia anytime, I promise you guys – uh, I am not the one who um, who looks up and cheats. So, anyway, hey, uh, a Twitter question I do remember. I'm sorry, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't remember who sent it. But somebody wanted to know about Rod Smith, Jerry, the running back. Oh yeah, yes. Uh, somebody wanted to know. You think we're going to be looking at him at fullback or backup up Saquon and all that? Um, I think a little bit of both. You know. Yeah. Uh, let's see what he has in training camp. But I can see him doing both with Pat Sherma. All right, so I found some questions, but before I get to it, um, one of the tweets you sent out yesterday made the rounds, and I, I, it was hilarious. Um, you said defensive ass, and everybody started laughing because I think it was meant for assistant. <laughs> but everyone's like, well, oh, I like, love yo, that defensive ass. I, I, I'm sorry, but when it, sometimes when it comes to the Jets, I, you know, I could hide behind the old, oh, I meant assistant. <laughs> oh, that was so funny, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, no, I meant the system, Jerry. I'm sorry. I just didn't put the period. My mistake. Even though we ratted out Greg Williams a couple years ago. But, no, my mistake. Here we go. Peyton Combs and I am Peyton. If you were to play in any position on the Giants, Chris, <laughs> what position would you choose to play? Hashtag buffoon crew. As you can see, these call, these questions were not screened in advance. <laughs> I'm just I'm happy to find any question right now as I scroll through a thousand tweets. <laughs> Uh, what position would I love to play? Yeah. Linebacker. Corner for me. Corner? Yes. I mean, I, I got like a long time ago when I was fast, but I would love to play corner. I loved Mark Collins, one of my favorite Giants. Hey, I have a good question here, Jerry, I just found. Okay, go ahead. For McConkie's towel. Nice. For both of you guys, what is the most annoying thing that's happened this whole season? I will stay on the line and listen. <laughs> go ahead, Jerry. What's the most annoying, annoying thing for you this whole season? Oh, that's a... Great question and a tough one. The most annoying thing is probably the reaction to the Odell trade for me. Because I thought it was the right move. And to hear a lot of people go against it. And then you hear some people still going against it. I I just, I'm done with him. And I know we talked about him before. But like, I think the, the reaction to the Odell move from Giant fans was the most annoying thing to me. That I think that would be it. Really, more than a Jones bashing, huh? Well, yeah, because I didn't, I can't, I, I didn't want Daniel Jones, so I understand the vitriol against him. But now it's like, all right, he's one of us. Let's do this. Uh, but, the most, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't want Jones either, but I thought the bashing was way overboard. Yeah. Um, most annoying thing has to be to me, Jerry. Uh, for me, I should say, is the narrative out there that Dave Gettleman had no plan of what he wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, that, to me, that was the most ridiculous thing I've heard. You might not agree with his plan, and it might not work out. I'm not saying that. 
You know, we could be five and eleven for the next three years. Not saying that, but to act like the guy had no plan, like a lot of people like to put out their spin and stuff, that was the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. That was the most annoying thing to me, Jerry. You know what? Can I can I do a one A also? Sure, bud. I would say the narrative that we shouldn't have drafted Barkley even after the year he had. Like that, I just think. It yeah, so it's annoying, stupid. right? It's pretty annoying, right? Yeah. So um, Here's another question. You ready? Yes. From Rob Ford. At Rob Ford. I think this is a first-time question uh, from this young man. Uh, it looks like he's drinking a nice, cool beverage in this picture. <laughs> Do you think Daniel Jones' development will be hindered by all our cornerbacks, Bar Jenkins being rookies? Will it be like passing at a good college secondary? Hell of a question. No, because he now has receivers that can catch the ball and that can get open. So, no. Yeah, and Rob, you're going to have to understand something else. He is going to be looking at defensive schemes and blitz packages that, trust me, he never saw in college. Okay? And if these cornerbacks stick and they're playing well, this is not college. You know, these I know they just came from college, but if you're playing at this level and a guy like James Betcher has you as a one corner, like say, for instance, DeAndre Baker or Sam Beal, all right, that is another level from a college cornerback, even though they're a year away. Yeah. You know, it's like a triple A player in baseball, and then he goes into majors and he's hitting 310 in the majors. It's a different level than triple A. So it's not going to hinder his. I understand your question, Rob. It's a good question, dude. Uh, very interesting question, by the way. I didn't even think about it. Very interesting question. But no, dude, it's not going to hinder his development at all. What it does, Rob, at this level, it only makes him better. Yeah. Chris, you brought up baseball. The uh, Yankees are tied for first, by the way. Right, no, so. they're, actually, they're not. No, they are in the in the loss. In the, actually, they're a game ahead in the loss column, right? No, I think they're a game behind, aren't they? I don't know. They're they're tied for first percentage wise. <laughs> they have ten more wins than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> than losses. All right. Yeah. I, I tell one. you what. Since yes. you wanted to get on the Yankees, uh, they're doing a hell of a job with all their injuries, man. They really uh, are. It's my uh, my wife even says I feel so bad for these guys once the starters come back because they have to. They're going to go back down to the minors. I said I think they'll keep some, but. Uh, yeah, they're doing it. It's a fun team to watch. What they're doing, what they're doing, is a hell of a job by Aaron Boone and the Yankees for these guys filling in. Because you see what happens with the Mets when they get injured. Forget about it. done. It's, it's, it's <laughs> by the way, um, by the way, since you wanted to talk baseball, there is a certain team in the division that's playing well now. You I know, know they've caught up. Yeah. Okay, next question. Dan Houseman. At oh, D- you got one. Okay, yeah, I have yeah, one. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> okay. searching for him as you go. Go ahead. Dan Houseman at D House. If the Giants finish six and ten with Jones taking over midseason. Does Shermer get a third year, or do they look elsewhere? Is Jones basically a shield for Shermer, showing significant progress? You want me to answer that? Yeah, good. There's no question Shermer's back for the third year. Not even remotely close. He's back for the third year. I agree. There, there's absolutely – well, I mean, if you go 0-16 – He's not gonna be back, but to I mean, barring that, if they go back. 0 and 16, which and Jones takes over in the middle of the year, you think Sherman gets fired? I'm on, I don't know, man. 0 and 16 is really bad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, I, I, that's the only put it this way that's the only shot. If they're but 1 and 15, right. he's back. Can you just write your article, they're going 10 and 6. I know, but but well, this, make this up your mind, dude. It was three and thirteen a week wait, ago. Wait, wait, wait. The, the article was a a, a and uh, an example of how schizophrenic I was oh, draft weekend. 
Folks, all, this is what I have to deal with all, all the is, time. If Shermer goes 0-16, then that's mm -hmm. going to be a huge problem for Pat Shermer. Well, that'll be a problem. Yeah, but so I still don't think that. No, he's back. Yeah, short of that, I, you know, he's going to be back. But it doesn't matter because we're going 10-6. and 6. So, Sean Christopher at Up All Night S. I guess Sean. Do you think the Giants coaching staff will ask Dexter Lawrence to shed some weight to possibly help with increasing his sack numbers? Good question, Sean. Go ahead, Chris. He's already looking to lose some weight, Lawrence. Yeah. Um, it's you know, he, he's he's pretty quick at his weight now, which I believe is three forty two. But Lawrence already said he's gonna look to lose like ten pounds. So there's your answer, I think. I don't think it's the help with his no, sack numbers. No, it's not help it's not the help. He just wants to play it at a little, you know, a little you know, a little a few you know, fewer pounds. He wants to lose like ten pounds. Yeah, it, it's again they're they're not looking for him to get like ten sacks, they're looking for him to push the pocket and for the edge rushers to uh, to come around, so I think they'd be ecstatic if you got more than, you know, if your if your nose tackle gets four or more sacks, I think you're you, you should be pretty happy with that. So I don't, but I don't think they're looking at him to be, you know, it's a different position, but like Aaron Donald or uh, you know someone like that. So uh, I found another one, Chris. Mike okay. Mike Clausell at Mike Clausell. Just to make up for the lack of pass rushers, that seems to to be the storyline. But from experience. If you take up now, oh my God, it's just a comment. I'm a moron. I'm a buffoon, buddy. It was just a comment. It wasn't a question. I thought I found a question. <laughs> oh God, this is. I got one for you. I think I kind of, you'll answer it. I kind of answered it before right. from G Man at New York Giants oh, underscore. Boy. Let's go Giants. I believe nice. with Landon gone, who will lead the team in tackles? Ooh, Jerry nice. uh, Alec Ogletree. Yeah, I kind of said that before. I figured, uh, who else would you, would you really think listening. right now, right? I would say Jabril Peppers. No, no, I was wondering if you would agree with me with that. I mean, yeah, I don't see... yeah, I do totally. I, I agree, but if I, if I, I don't know what you get nasty more... for. I don't no, know, no, I'm just no, no. saying to, to make it more interesting. I would say Jabril Peppers. <laughs> uh, Mahidi Othman asks, "How would you guys feel about Shane Ray in a one-year prove-it deal?" I hate to say it, Mahidi, but he just signed with the Ravens, so that's out. I didn't like him. I don't want him anyway. Yeah, I really don't want him anyway. But I can understand his point. A guy did, you know, had a little edge game to him a few years ago, uh, coming back. But no, that's over with now anyway. You I have anything else, Jerry? You find anything else? Lisa, Go ahead. Our girl Lisa at So Bad Six. Hey guys, what's your opinion on the O line this year? It's the best in my opinion since 2011. Also, so we we know that we we're not going to answer that one. Also, who do you think really steps up at wide receiver? There you go. All right, that's a great question, Lisa. And she's asking another one too, but we'll take that one. Who do you think steps up at wide receiver for us this year? So I guess by saying step up, you could say who's going to lead or who's going to be a surprise. Whatever, however you want to go with it, Chris, run with it, buddy. Well, I would right now. I have to say Shepard. I think Shepard will step up and be that number one guy. Golden tape for me. You know why, Chris? There you go, man. Because he's know, from gold. Because he's a golden doma. There it is. There it is. <laughs> on cue, buddy. Nice job by you. I found another one. Christopher Knowles at Christo five six three three. What linebacker do you see us using to protect us on the seam routes? I don't. I don't think we addressed it in the draft. So which which line? So we have you know Carter. We, he's, a, he's kind of a. He's going to hopefully be the edge rusher, Golden, the edge rusher that we wanted. Who's going to be protecting the Giants on the seam route, which really murders us? Yeah. Well, listen. Betcha has a thousand different schemes, so yeah. it could be from Bethea to Ogletree to. Jabrell Peppers. It could be a slot corner on another time. So it's that's really tough. There's not one guy just covers you know a, a tight end on the scene. 
you know so it's gonna be a bunch of different guys you know um so that's something that you really can't give a, de- a definitive answer on. I'm I mean, sorry. for the most part, it's going to be Ogletree, right? Well, you see Ogletree, you know, like I said, there's going to be, you know, uh, certain plays, there'll be a nickel corner on a tight end. You know, there'll be all kinds of stuff. Uh, so, he got better as the year went on, Ogletree. So, even covering it, what, four interceptions, two for touchdowns, I think? Yeah, five interceptions, bud. Yeah, two and two for touchdowns. So, hey, but here's a question uh, somebody asked. Um, about undrafted free agents, which ones do you think has a chance at sticking Ooh. on a roster? Um, oh, that's easy for me. Go ahead. Dungy. Yeah, I think Dungy, and I think the kid, the tight end CJ Conrad has a yeah, you shot. You said he's a crazy athlete, right? Yeah, I think he has a shot uh, at sticking, at least you know on the practice squad. So right now, I would say those two undrafted free agents. I'm sorry. I don't remember who asked that question. I'm trying to find it, but... It was a good question, but that's why I'll go those two. I found two more, buddy. Okay, go ahead. Shoot. Michelle Collins. Oh, at I was Michelle, just going to do Michelle. Go ahead. At Michelle three four nine seven nine. Do you think that the Do you think that down the line, when other teams start cutting or trimming their roster to mm. keep younger guys, that the Giants will try and pick up a veteran edge rusher or maybe even an offensive lineman? Yes. Well, I think they're going to have to see how this right tackle position plays out in training camp. And if they feel it's a disaster or adequate at best, then they'll start, you know, scouring that wave wire. But as far as the edge guy, absolutely. I, I was gonna um, say, I think, I think edge rusher. I don't even think it's a question. Um, if somebody that they feel could help them, I don't think there's any question they would yeah, bring somebody yeah. in. Yeah, Carter, you know? Golden, and the X Man. Yeah, I mean, the, anybody, the problem, anybody else? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the problem is going to be that you know, if he gets waved, edge edge guys don't grow on trees. So the the problem is that if some edge guy does get waved. You know, and uh, September, whatever the date is this year, that, that he's probably not going to really help it much. But they could still, I could still see him bringing somebody in. Chris, we can pick up a Connor Barwin type, and that would help. Yeah, 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 yeah. He helped us out. Uh, got another Joe Atem C at Joe Atem C. Do you enjoy the constant rankings, having us in the bottom five next year as much as I do? Underdog mentality is what we have been for a while now. I felt uncomfortable going into 17 as a top 15 team. Yes. You know what? That is astute. I love it when the, not, there's no expectations for the Giants. Absolutely. That's when they do well. They don't do well when they're predicted to win the Super Bowl. The only time they did was 2008 until Plaque shot his leg. That was the only year I can remember where it was like, no, nah, they're going to be a good team. And they were 10-1. and one. Outside of that, we stink mm-hmm. when we have expectations. So answer your question, you know, the, the, the disrespect's a little much. But I like being the underdog. Absolutely. No expectations. We're better off. Good question, Joe. Tim. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I like it, too. Let, let them keep the team on the bottom of the rankings, and it, it's all settled on a field, bud. That that time will tell. But, yeah, I don't li- I, I, I like it, too. <laughs> Chayton Bagley. <laughs> this is such an ba- awesome question. It's, it's done basically like a friend, so I just got to read it. With Kawhi Leonard hitting free agency, what are the chances the Giants sign him and use him as trade bait for a stud closer like Mariano or a corner infielder like Carlos Delgado? <laughs> I just like it. Yeah, uh, the kids are home from school today, apparently. You sat on this Twitter for three hours to ask that question. Another question from Neil Sutherland. How funny are the Jets? That's pretty good. Pretty we answered good. that one already, basically. Yeah, we answered that one. Someone asked about Odell being gone. Is it a breath of fresh air? Yes. Here you go, Chris, for you. Hmm. How is Gallman looking at this? Is from Young 
underscore Mal99. How is Gallman looking at this point? It'd be nice to have a reliable running back, too, to take some of the load off Saquon. I mean, we don't know how he looks. I don't know yet. Nothing started, but the thinking is he's going to be a more than viable second option, uh, especially with an improved offensive line uh, in this offense. I I like Wayne Gallman, man. I think he could do a lot worse as a backup. Yeah, I agree with you, Jerry, but this kid's going to have to tighten up the hands. You know, a few drops last year, fumbles. Um, but the kid's got talent, you know, Jerry. He's, the kid has talent. But he's going to have to tighten up that part of his game because, you know, he's not going to be out there if he, you know, he has some – remember he had a few uh, uh, blatant drops last year. Remember, Jerry? Yeah. He had a key fumble. You're better at this than me. Uh, he had a big fumble in one game. Um, I don't remember which game it was, but it was kind of like – I shouldn't say turn to tie, but it was like a fumble like – It was a Saints that, game. Saints. Yeah, right. Was it the Saints game, Jerry? Yep. yep. Okay, I remember it was like a pretty a pretty big part of the game. It was early in the right. game. Well, not early, but it was they were in the game, the Giants. And, right. And, and so um, that put him in the doghouse a little bit. I know that for a fact. Um, but he's got a lot of talent, you know. But there is going to be competition, you know. They got they brought in Rod Smith and all that, and um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll go and um, and don't forget Perkins is back this year, and so there's going to be competition. Hopefully, Gallman steps up to another level. All right, three more questions. I got good ones. Craig Haskell, how big of a factor was Michael Thomas in letting Landon Collins walk? I think that's a good question. None at all. Okay. <laughs> none. None. They just don't um, want to give Craig. they didn't want to give a guy they perceived to be, you know, an average cover safety that much money. That was a creative question. So that was a good question. Uh Vin at Chipped Tufus. Fellas, two part question for you. What do you think about Avery Moss's ability as a pass rusher? And what's the scoop on the Jets? Uh, so one question. Uh, what do you think about Avery Moss's ability as a pass rusher? You know, that's funny, man. I just named three edge rushers. I completely forgot about Avery Moss. And I forgot because he doesn't play much. So I, apparently the Giants don't think much. I don't I don't know what else to go by other than, I mean, when you saw him last year in training camp, were you like, hey, Avery Moss should start or no? No, I was hoping Avery Moss would do well in the system. He didn't, he didn't really show much, so don't expect any out of him. All right, buddy. Two more. Because one of them is from NYG France. So here's a question. I, you could have messaged us this. I got to read this one out loud, NYG France. Um, this was definitely a, a, a message question. And you'll understand what I mean when I read it. Do people wear Giants jerseys in New York on game day? <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. They, they wear them more than just game day. NYG France. Love you, buddy. Um, yes, you, you can message me those questions and we will tell you about American culture and the NFL and all that stuff via message. Last one, Maba at Maba 8. What are the chances that the, the first drive against the Cowboys, Giants getting a holding penalty of their, oh, come on, I got it. We got to do better than that for our last question. Here we go. Gettleman's new friend. <laughs> Could Ellison be gone in a trade? Adding four point five million to cap space, Giants said they were they want to carry eight to ten million into the season. I know Shermer loves him, but could you see Ellison being traded? No. Okay. But I think this will be Ellison's last season, Jerry. Okay. One more. You know what? I, I gotta ask this one. Kyle Johnson at Kyle four six four six five nine five zero. Jerry, I'm wondering what you did when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh my God. I um I looked around and I realized that I have a woman that loves me and three daughters that love me. And that's what kept me going. 
because outside of that, there was nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's, I'm, I'm trying, I just, I tried to think of all the positives in my life. And I have luckily four women in the house that love me. Because if I didn't, I, I don't know what I would have been capable don't, of. Don't forget, the, don't forget the two dogs too, but Yes, Ranger and Taylor. Yes. Even though you just call one stupid today. Well, she is very dumb. Yeah. Uh, love her, but. I hope she bites you tonight. There's a, there's a decent chance. Um, Good. Because dogs could sense these things, you know? So I hope, the, I hope she takes a chunk out of your leg tonight. Go ahead. I love her, but. Yeah, so to answer your question, Kyle, tried to find every positive in my life knowing we'd have to deal with this for a while. Uh, it's wearing off a bit because at least we have a new champion. But they're, uh, you know, with the Giants is in the, the situation we are, not high expectations. It's rough here in Central Jersey, pal. Chris, add, add, want to add anything to your uh, your response there? Uh, no, it was just it was not a bright. It was not a good moment. <laughs> it was Jerry. Actually, it was a it was a time where I never thought I would see. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. So it was kind of like shock. Like, oh my god, did this team really just win a Super Bowl? You know, it was like it, it was just so much. It, I just took so much pleasure in holding that over their heads. You know, the zero Super Bowls and all that. So now that was such a disappointment, man. Now you yeah. can't do that. Now I just say, oh, one, four to one. Now I just hit him with that, you know. Yeah, it's not the same, though. Not the same, though, but yeah. Anyway. All right, everybody. If you want to order a copy of The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com or go to magster.com for a digital subscription. We also have a an app you can download. And in the words of Chris Bizignano, uh, this was the best edition we've ever done. And I agree with him. He texted me yesterday, this is the best we've ever done. And I was like, yep. It is the 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 contributions from a, a bunch of people, the analysis. I thought this was a great addition. So if and, you're not and Jerry, you're missing out. Can I quickly say something? Yeah, I have some Eagle fans here that I've you know developed <laughs> since I moved out here. Yeah, um, actually pretty good guys, but they're Eagle fans, you know. Right. So we know the mentality, right? Mm. Um, I actually took a picture of the article I wrote about you know the legacy with Dave Gettleman and Jones. Yeah. Well, I had to show them the paragraph where I called the Eagle fans the green buffoons. Yes, yes, nice, nice <laughs> And they just looked at me. One, I actually saw one this morning. He looked at me and goes, why did you go there? <laughs> I said, well, am I wrong? They're like, yeah, yeah, I mean, why are you bringing us into your mess with Gettleman and Jones? I said, because you guys are just so easy. It's just so natural, you know. Um, so I love taking the little shots at the buffoons and the Eagle fans and um, – so I hope everybody liked it, uh, and I hope everybody loves the the latest edition, Jerry, of the Insider. Yep. And give us feedback, folks. Hey, when you read the articles, Jerry, me, John, all the, all the people that contribute, let us know what you're thinking, man. Yeah, and, and you guys are quick with the feedback on Twitter uh, constantly, so we we appreciate it. Like, defensive ass, that was hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I made a mistake, Jerry. <laughs> no, but it was funny. I mean, the people were like, as soon as I read it, I go, oh, here we go. And then you see the reply, 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 reply. <laughs> <laughs> so no one no one that's what i'm saying nobody's shy to reply so um all right guys remember most importantly and never forget it sunday is our giant days take care everybody bye bye everybody